Welcome back to the Second Estate, the podcast where we have successfully found Avril Lavigne's tie. What? Dem- Demi Lovato's oh, tooth yeah. gap. You know about this. We found yeah. these things. Uh, and this week we're actually – l- so we found Avril Lavigne's tie, Demi Lovato's tooth gap, and this week we are launching the search for Nicole Scherzinger's uh, dignity. So <laughs> stay tuned. That's going to be a big one. I'll learn how to pronounce her last name by the end of the investigation. Um, anyway, as always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bale. I'm Hannah Seymour. And does Nicole Scherzinger have, like, fans? I don't know. We'll because, fi- we're going to fucking find out. We're going to find out because that's – I'm really sorry to any pussycat dolls slash Nicole Scherzinger fans because they will be coming for us now. Oh, yeah. Um, All seven of them. So, yeah, I'm Hannah Seymour. And if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we release new episodes every week and discuss the biggest and most interesting happenings from the week across pop culture, news, and entertainment. So in today's episode, we're discussing the accusations music duo Jedward threw at the X Factor and Simon Cowell for exploiting, allegedly exploiting artists. Yes. Khloe Kardashian's unedited bikini photo and finally looking into the phenomenon of TikTok stars becoming musicians and also their other business ventures. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) No? Is that not it? Like how they all pursue other business ventures? I'm also moving the mic because it's in a really awkward spot. It's fine. No no one's going to notice that. Um, uh, Yeah. uh, It's just quick news. If you're watching, you'll know this. Um, I broke my arm. Yeah. It's Uh, a very like year year five injury. It is a year five injury to have. Um, If you're in America, year five in Australia is like if you're 11 years old. Yeah. Grade five. Grade five. Fifth grade. Fifth, 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 grade. fifth grade. Anyway, fifth I went grade. back to fifth grade and I um broke my arm, which is cool. She was doing the monkey bars. and, <laughs> and I was arm. doing like, what's that? <laughs> what was that really coveted thing that would happen on the monkey bars? Like you'd get your legs over and then swing backwards. Mm, can't remember, but um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that I did that. Slipped on slipped on your like checkered school dress. Yeah, and, and bang. I have injured myself radius. from my school dress before. So was it was a dangerous... Long? I was crawling on top of the monkey bars and yeah. I like my knee slipped on the dress and then I slammed my face into the bars. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Did you break your teeth? No. Or a but nose I had like or a something? nope, nothing broke. I just oh, had wow. a huge lip. Kylie Jenner vibes. Yeah. You were her inspiration. I was actually the the big fat lip trend was started by me, not Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> me as a what, eight year old? I don't yeah, know. How old I definitely. Eleven year old. Actually um, I might have been year five. Anyway. Yeah, nice. Um no, but anyway, it's it's um all fine. I just thought I'd explain why I'm in a sling if you're watching this on YouTube and you I'm not doing it for attention. Mm. Um although you do get some you don't get the attention you want with Yeah, what you attention get, do you get? you get? What's the attention you want? I don't know, like some hot guy in the supermarket oh. being like, Hey, do you need help? You okay, babe? Uh, yeah, what, no, what kind I of get, attention I get, do you, you get? okay, babe, from junkies. That's what I get. <laughs> I think it, it's fully. I when I think they're not asking you for money anymore. I, no, they're like, I, no, they're like, you're right, love. You good? What <laughs> yeah. happened? And I'm fully like, I'm okay, thank you. Like, thank you so much I, for well, asking. I had one guy do the full blown. Like it was almost a move out of. I don't know if anyone remembers like when Hamish and Andy used to do ghosting, and they used to like be pretending to like yeah, stretch against ghosting. like a, a stretch against you know a pole or something like on the street, like a street lamp or something, and then they'd like pivot around and start ghosting. I had a man do that almost no. like he fully was pretending. 
pretending to just sort of like look somewhere. And as soon as I walked past, he's like pivoted around. He's like, you right? Will you hurt your arm? And I was just like, please leave me alone. (laughs) Please, I can't. I think it's because you're like injured so they know you can't defend yourself it's like an animal animal instinct oh that's scary yeah and then another man that was like working in the fruit and veggie shop an old man was like how'd you do that i've done it like (laughs) done the same thing yeah and i was literally like why is this happening to me suddenly people feel like they can speak to you yeah because um, yeah, you're like wounded you're knocked <laughs> off your pedestal the person you relate to is 11 year old's an old man yeah basically. they're like yeah yeah seen that before like yeah, really the, like <laughs> it was so funny the only other people parts of the population that seem to break their arms yeah. are the elderly and children and children yeah not so people in I'm their in 20s good company you're right yeah uh, for sure <laughs> Kids and old people. Old people getting the vaccine. My grandma's getting the vaccine. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, she's getting the good one, I think. Pfizer. One of my friends, who will not be named, got the AstraZeneca one. Got sick? Yes. Yeah, I've had a friend that's that's happened to you. But, yes, but also, like, it was the day of... The day the AstraZeneca, oh, so people don't know, basically the government's now said anyone under the age of 50 can't get the AstraZeneca. I don't know if that's how you say it, but yeah, that, that right. vaccine. Anyway, so my friend got it and then that afternoon they were like, all under 50s can't have th- that vaccine. And she was like, oh, okay. Cool. I know, cool. like, I feel like a few people who've got that vaccine. Yes, definitely. It's what's well, been, cooked. they've been, un- anyway, it's very annoying. I think yeah. it's frustrating, I think, because like, it's sort of, um, People, there are many people, unfortunately, who are like nervous about the vaccine, and now it's they've not given. Yeah. No, it hasn't helped. Yeah, um, when we really just need everyone to be vaccinated. Um, yeah, what so, is it? Blood clots, something like that. But which I like, took a pill for years when I was a teenager that gave you blood clots. Oh, Yaz! Okay. If anyone is a Yaz yeah, fan, I feel like Yaz shouldn't be on show. You got, but- you got uh, great skin. <laughs> <laughs> In life, you but gotta you weigh could up. die. Yeah, so <laughs> gotta weigh up the pros and cons. And at the time, good skin was more important. Honestly, I was sixteen. Honestly, fair enough. Um. Anyway, um. Should we start? Yeah, let's start. Okay. So on Monday, April fifth, John and Edward Grimes, and if you haven't heard of these guys, don't stress. Um, <laughs> known as the band Jedward from the two thousand and nine season of the UK X Factor, went on a Twitter rampage accusing the X Factor and Psycho Entertainment. Um, which is Simon Cowell's music and entertainment company of exploiting artists. So specifically they spoke out about the contracts that One Direction, who were also an X Factor and Little Mix were in when they were in those bands. Little Mix is still together. But this resulted in the hashtags justice for 1D, justice, justice for Fifth Harmony and justice for Little Mix to trend on Twitter. Um, so one, I mean, they, they went on a whole tirade, but like, one of the main things they said was the biggest regret regret in life was not telling the judges on X Factor to fuck off. Every contestant on the X Factor was a slave to the show and got paid zero while they made millions. Mm. Um, so, Sarah, what are your thoughts on these accusations from Jedward? Well, I mean, no doubt in my mind, and probably in yours as well, these mm. these especially these X Factor kind of artists, The Voice, whatever, all those all those shows um, are probably in absolutely fucked up contracts right. which own like every single part of them. Right. Uh, so I don't really doubt like the accusations um, in terms of that kind – in that angle of what they're talking about. Um, I think the stuff that's like harder to sort of pin down is – not that I don't believe what they're saying about them being slaves to the show or whatever. It's just difficult because it is a reality TV show. Right. So like – there are elements of like TV that have come into um, 
these like really most of them like young teenagers they're right like they're often pretty like between like the ages of like 15 and yeah. 17 all and little mix and one direction were all teenagers yeah, yeah or like even happened. yeah yeah um, same or, as Sher lloyd who yeah. also has spoken out about it like they're all very young young and so like i think there's elements of um reality tv production to blame as well right um but yeah i do think that like i saw um i don't know if you saw this there was one uh, what was her name there was one lady that like was furthering what they were saying rebecca ferguson yes yes she yeah. was calling for like to have a um industry watchdog yeah, a, so she's trying – Rebecca Ferguson was on The X Factor in 2010, for those who don't know, same season as Sher Lloyd. But she's basically creating a petition for the there to be a parliamentary inquiry into the music industry. Yeah. And, like, the treatment of artists. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting and I actually yeah. think that might be a smart idea. Definitely. Um, especially – I mean, those kind of shows are over and I have more points about that, which we'll get to those kind of X Factory shows and their impact. But I think having a watchdog, a recording industry sort of standard, particularly for new artists who can't get legal representation that will actually like fight for yeah. them. And also might just like go in, go into things super naive, super green. They don't really know what's what. And they think that these things are beneficial entirely and then, you know, five years down the track they find that there are so many elements of their contract that restrict them that they just didn't realise. Totally. Um, so I actually think that that's a good idea. I um, I feel like that would help to protect a lot of young people's, I don't know, futures, not not mm. just their present, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think like as probably the past 20 to 30 years – there's definitely been this growing view of record companies as having like a quite an exploitative role in artists' careers. And I guess that's come from artists speaking up about how they've been treated. And there's countless examples Mm, of this, like mm. from, I think we, I I think we often, our generation looks at like Kesha, Jodo, Taylor Swift as examples of this, but it's been happening since like Michael Jackson. Prince. Prince, exactly. Prince, for those who don't know, went out in 1992, um, after ha- basically having feud with Warner Brothers, his label with the word slave written across his yeah. face and well, changed why, his name to yeah, a symbol. Yeah, that's why he changed his name to the symbol because yeah. it was like he was no, he was the artist formerly known as Prince. That's yes. how he was referred so, to. Yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's, there's obviously a trend here, but interestingly, like when we was there's obviously like the Australian mm. industry, I'm sure is very different to the American one and the English one, but like, mm. Even speaking to dad in, in our interview yeah. um, and how he spoke about how, in his experience, music labels aren't these big Hegemonic evil demons. demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's difficult because you don't – I don't think we should necessarily view them as such. But I think, like you said, what's really interesting about this specific example with One Direction, Little Mix, mm. Jedward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sherlock. I just can't. Sherlock. Um, is, yeah, that one that – what's happening here is, it, like you said, it's TV, mm. which – would play a huge role in how yeah. these contracts are set up because first and foremost, the shows are set up as a form of entertainment yeah. for TV, yeah. not as music. Vehicles for stardom. Exactly. Yeah. They don't really care about how people are presented. And no. Sher Lloyd has actually came out last year in a Guardian article and spoke about how she had to work really hard to repair her image after yeah. she was on the X Factor. But, yeah, I think what's also interesting as well is that a lot of these – kids who get on these shows when they're teenagers, they're like, they come from families mm. who wouldn't have the slightest idea about yeah. how to 
defend their kids or make sure that they're getting into contracts that are yeah. um, not going to fuck them over. And so – Yeah, and also that that breadwinner thing we spoke about a few few weeks ago where like right. often if they've come from like a, a family who doesn't make that much money, they've suddenly got this, you know, yeah. 18-year-old or 20-year-old or whatever um, son or daughter that is going to – help be the breadwinner almost totally so it it also skews people in that direction as well because you just look at that advance and go oh my god like totally yeah anyway i'm sorry keep going no i mean i was kind of done but that's interesting what you just said about Mm. an advance like a lot of i think in this isn't specifically what jedward said but there's a lot of scenarios where artists are basically given all this money up front yeah but then in exchange for that money that the label gets ownership over a whole number of things or they end up in 360 deals which means the label controls every facet of their career um i I think with 360 deals um i think i I think to your point of what you were mm. saying about how the last maybe 20 30 years is where people have started to come out more and more against labels i think it is because of the introduction of things like 360 deals right and because music itself doesn't make as much money anymore. Yeah, so they which is why they created the 360, 360 deals, deals right? exactly. Yeah. And I like it's actually really interesting because a lot of I've I've watched um anyone's ever ever seen like Joe Biden talk. He's he's this guy that used to be on this complex show and now he's his own podcast. Not Joe he's Biden. Ra- Joe Budden. Budden. <laughs> um, he was like, a rapper. He I doesn't have- rap anymore. No. Anyway. Sorry. Um, but 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 he always like has a go at artists of being in 360 deals and stuff, and it's mm. really prevalent. Um, for young artists and a lot of rappers find themselves in those situations as well. Um, but I think it is literally because music, you know, by the dollar amount, we don't buy CDs, we don't buy totally. singles anymore. So that's not making money. Streaming doesn't make very much money. No. Touring makes money. And so these record and merch. and merch. And so these record companies are going, hmm, these artists that we've just given a $1 million, $2 million, $10 million advance are not going to make that advance money back on record sales. Uh, we need them to make that advance money back because often that's how it works, right? They make the money back from the advance, and then they then the percentage of the rest of the amount not of money goes to sure. is split between them and the label. I think that's how it works. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but I think that that's how it works. Um, anyway, but it's like the only way that they know that for sure they're going to make this money back is tickets from touring and merch and all that stuff. Yeah. So they've gotten, you know, their finger in more pies or whatever the no, saying that's 100% is. No, that's 100 And it's, that's ended up fucking artists over in the long run because that never used to be how things were done. Totally. Yeah. Because the record label traditionally was the record label. Yes. Like they controlled the actual creation of records and yeah. sales from records. But when the digital revolution happened, mm. exactly, music didn't have value. So I guess there's something to be said for like obviously talking about our interview with Dad. Yeah. Is that older generation musicians may have had very different experiences with yeah with labels than they did from the 90s onwards yeah for sure and in particular for, for bands like one direction who like obviously they were all really young teenagers and from what jade would have said apparently can't come out and speak about yeah. it because of probably ndas but it's pretty telling uh that all of them have left psycho yeah none of them after splitting up with Psycho anymore. Little Mix aren't with Psycho. Sher Lloyd, who has come out and spoken, isn't with Psycho anymore. And I think, yeah. obviously, we can't, we're not making any accusations yeah, because yeah, we yeah. don't know. But like, I think that's telling. And if For it's sure. telling, it's very telling. And I think it's interesting because it also speaks to a larger issue of like, you know, 
I don't know if TV is still exactly like this, but I yeah. think in the early 2000s and, and 2010s too, mm. we became obsessed with TV that humiliated people. For sure. And I think in those shows, yeah. American Idol, Australian Idol, obviously, like yeah. where you'd watch people come on and be really shit and yeah. you'd laugh at them. Or The Biggest Loser where you right. just, where you just wanted – people's bodies. You like, yeah. people's bodies and then being yelled at by trainers. Yeah, yeah. Like I think – that was an era of just laughing at people and wanting them For to sure. be humiliated. And so, well, I don't know. I mean, that's I think, just part of it. But. I think with that and, um, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, say that when these shows, these X Factor type shows, like you said, were really popping off. Yeah. The trade-off between for, you know, these young artists didn't seem as bad, you know, signing these kind of hectic deals because at the time they did actually launch these insane careers for people who would not have ordinarily been famous. Louis Tomlinson. Like, come on. He was the last one to leave Psycho like last year. Right, because he was probably like, this was like, they did me a solid. (laughs) And so like, but I think. Yeah, he's him and Liam are just like. Yeah, exactly. But but now with YouTube, TikTok. Who knows? But if you think about this now, YouTube and TikTok. Like have replaced what the X Factor could do for someone, right. right? So those those are platforms, organic platforms where people can release. And I know that like, you know, people like Justin Bieber and stuff all started on YouTube and stuff and that just kind of overtook the necessity for the nice angle of these shows. Um, Alfie's trying to get up. I'm struggling to pick him up with one hand. Obviously you've got more experience. <laughs> Sorry, we have a chihuahua. Um, is pro- oh. No, I don't know what he wants. Whatever, you can sit here. Oh, sorry, we're having a dog problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I think now because those, you know, the the nice, you're, like, the nice factor of those shows, the hero's journey, the star rising has been replaced by the internet. So, yeah. really, all that's left of these shows is now the laughing at and people over it. So, yeah. it doesn't really, there's no merit to, like, why they should exist anymore because they're not launching any careers that couldn't have been launched organically yeah. on the internet. And I think young people, unless... Weirdly enough, um, what's the what's her, you know what's her name? The one who's on TikTok. I'm Addison Rae. No, I'm not making any sense right now. I'm having complete blanks about who this is. Never mind. She went on American Idol. Oh, Claudia Conway. Claudia Conway. Like that's a random move for her because so she probably random. could have just launched her career on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of young people uh, probably view those platforms as more likely to give them yeah. what they want than the shows. Yeah. Uh, and also potentially younger generations aren't as interested in watching people humiliate themselves on TV. No, like I think with reality TV, because everyone's so aware of how it works now, you know, like 15 years ago. Totally. They didn't know that that had the extent to which they're being manipulated, editing, all that shit. And so now like um, – People are so aware of it that it's kind of like everybody who goes on The Bachelor now or goes on Married at First Sight now is going on because they want to launch a career as an influencer and they know that that's yeah. a plus 50,000 followers at least for them. Yeah. And so like that's at least a healthy kickstart and helps them. But everybody's going on in that, safe in that knowledge. No one is there. They're doing these things for screen time now because they know that that's how they get it. You know, they say things that are a little bit outrageous, do things that are outrageous because they know they're going to get themselves on camera Therefore, Instagram followers go up. And that's literally now how reality TV Isn't works. It's funny though because yeah. like they're using TV as a way to get famous on the internet. Yeah, I know. Which once upon a time, the internet fame wasn't the goal. No. Whereas yeah, now exactly. TV that's, is just yeah. being used as like a small side step it's literally on the a stepping stone, yeah, to being internet famous. Exactly. Um, um, which is somehow a more sort of long-term 
fame, I guess. Uh, but yeah, and yeah. so I, I do think that like that's um, rendered these sort of X Factory type shows a bit uh, irrelevant now because the people who are really just going on anything are actually just using them as a stepping stone. So it doesn't feel like genuine. It's finding right. this diamond in the rough, you know, totally, it's kind of totally. bullshit. The diamonds in the rough yeah. are on TikTok. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, should we move on? Yeah, let's move yeah. on. So one of the biggest stories of the week, in fact, probably the biggest, was Khloe Kardashian's legal team going on a hunt to have an unedited bikini photo of her scrubbed from the internet. So the story goes that Coco's grandma, MJ, shout out to MJ, shout out to MJ. took the photo of her and an assistant accidentally uploaded it to Instagram. Was it on Chloe's account? Yes, I, be- oh, uh, I believe so, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I think it was. Um, the rest is history. Chloe has since released a statement about why she's trying to get rid of the photo. It's pretty long, you can find it on Instagram, but one excerpt from it is that this is an example of how I've been conditioned to feel that I'm not beautiful enough just being me. Um, so, yeah, basically what's happened is people were uploading the photo to Instagram, reposting it, even after it got deleted, and anyone who's tried to post or even publish it has gone cease and desist letters from Chloe's lawyers to get rid of it. So they're really trying to scrub it from existence. It's not just that mm. they deleted it. Um, so, Sarah, thoughts? It's so hard with Chloe, right? Mm. Because it's like on this base level, like when I read that letter, I felt so sad for her. Because, Absolutely. like, and I know that everyone's coming for her being like, you know, you perpetuate this beauty standard that now you have to keep up with. So we don't really feel sorry for you because you're the reason why this exists. But I think, like, anyone who knows sort of Chloe versus the other Kardashians is she was the fat one. Chloe was right. the one that people made fun of. Chloe was like, you know, always the butt of the joke, I guess, in that regard. You know, she had the beautiful sisters and she was the one that, oh, she's not Chris's, oh, she's not Rob Kardashian's kid or whatever it was. Like it was like there was some rumour about it. Um, I what? can't move my hand because oh, of Alfie. Oh, um, sorry, it's, it's so cute, cute though. I know. Alfie's asleep on Hannah's lap. Um, anyway. Hand. Sorry. Yeah, you got to put up with it. I know. <laughs> That's I know. how like, it works. Basically like you one-armed crippled now because Alfie's. Yeah, exactly. We're both just one-armed now. Yeah. Anyway, Keep no, going, I, sorry. I think. No, I just think that even though, yes, Chloe is guilty of sort of perpetuating the beauty standard or whatever, in comparison to the rest, to her other sisters, really they kind of set the standard and then poor Chloe was like bullied by the rest of us into fitting in with them. And then now she does and perpetuates yeah. it. Like, Well, I think I, I agree in the sense that like I think we forget with Chloe that she was a victim because she – what's happened is that, yes, yeah, she was the one – I mean, Amy Schumer said it in a stand-up um, yeah, her SNL, her monologue. SNL yeah. monologue where she was like, we had Chloe and then she lost a Kendall or whatever yeah, it yeah. was. But I think that's how we felt is that we had Chloe because she was the only one that vaguely looked like a normal, real human. Yeah. And then obviously she lost all that weight. And But the thing is, like, no, I 100% feel awful for Chloe because mm. I think she has probably struggled more than any of her sisters in trying to work for that, you know, thin ideal that um, she probably will never actually have despite how much she works on her body and everything. Um, And, like, that's led her to feel extremely vulnerable about her real body. But, like, the thing is, is that – and it's so hard because – but, like, she has played a – huge role in perpetuating those standards. I know, and you that's know, why it's so not, sad because you can almost – you can track how she got there. Do you totally, know what I mean? Like because it's not, eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not just like Chloe 
you know, lost all that weight and just like edits her photos. It's like she has the show Revenge Body. Yeah. She has promoted diet drinks like skinny me teas and that kind of stuff. She obviously edits her photos to within an inch of their fucking life. Mm. And um <laughs> I'll be snoring. Sorry, this is so distracting. It's so cute. Yeah, I can't. Um and like, yeah, that's just the reality is is that famous women play an incredibly important and large role in shaping how we feel about our own bodies. But the other thing is like she's taken that a step further by, but it's, I I totally agree in the sense that I'm like, you know, she's still a normal human. And like, Mm. I guess we might feel like, okay, I'm not an influential person. I'm just like a normal person and I hate my body, whatever. Yeah. And if a terrible photo of me got put up online, I probably wouldn't. No, you'd be devastated. Yeah. And I probably want to delete it, but it's also like, um, she, when we become famous, we probably don't see ourselves as no, a person who's shaping how other people feel. No, I don't. And I think also like. Especially someone like Chloe, who's often felt the victim. Right. Of uh, yeah. how, what other people think of her. Totally. Yeah. And I think like, um, I think the hard part was for everyone to grapple with is she was so devastated by that photo or whatever. But to anybody else, she looked good. Oh my God. She, it is she looked such 10 years younger. A nice photo. She looks such so a much nice younger. photo. Her she body looked looks amazing. Amazing. It's, she looks ripped. Fully ripped. She's fucking ripped. She's had a child. And I, I was know. like, like I, like, I think, I guess she just she didn't like beautiful. it because her skin wasn't really smooth and evenly toned or whatever the fuck. But like her face looked genuinely like she Chloe. Like she Chloe. looked like Chloe. No, I, I, I actually yeah. loved the photo. I, I was know. like, I love it because it, you know, and I, I read an interesting article in, I think the Sydney Morning Herald. And they were talking about how it's kind of actually quite beautiful because she looks really happy. Her grandmother's taken yeah. it. It's obviously this really special moment where she's posing for yeah. her grandma. It's this really beautiful photo and I guess that's what's also tragic about it is that like in reality there was no reason for that photo to ever be not only deleted but I guess the other part of this is the fact that it's been scrubbed. scrubbed. Yeah. I have to cough, sorry. No, it's fine. No, I think, look, I think like (coughs) a a comment sort of on social media in general um, and people sort of getting upset about how they've made these, you know, I – unrealistic beauty standards whatever there you know she's upset because she doesn't look the best that she can in the in the photo but she's the reason that people have to look like that rara i'm like there's i think it's pretty obvious to anybody now that like social media is completely fake no image is posted without heavy scrutiny you know going through every single hundred photos you know you take a hundred photos going through all of them editing and like angles you know and even then you can in that there's the decision of whether you want it to look like natural or unnatural or good right. or bad. Like that, like that's why you have to go through someone's tagged photos to see what they actually look like because social media, no matter how you want to present an image, if you want to look like, you know, there's that new thing of girls being like girls who look like this also look like this. Like, and they like show their roles or whatever. Like oh, it's like yeah. girls, like skinny girls posing. And then they like basically contort the same body. as like so get like, a girl that can do both. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think like, it doesn't matter because in every single instance of any photo being posted online, it is being controlled. What you are seeing is yeah. being controlled by you no matter what. So if you want it to look ugly or if you well, – not ugly, but if you want it to look natural or if you want it to look unnatural, if you want it to look any way, it's still being controlled. It's still going through. Even if through. it's not edited. Even if it's not edited. Yeah. That's the photo they nice chose photo. for yeah. a reason. Even yeah. if it's an ugly photo, it's still part of this – 
uh, like subconscious message you are trying to send, or even not subconscious, maybe it's fully conscious, this message, this way you're trying to paint yourself, this way you're trying to brand yourself. Everybody's commodified themselves to this point now because social media makes you see yourself as an entity, not, oh, like a, enterprise not a person like and so your brand and so no matter what social media is a fake presentation and it's the way that you want to be seen rather than the way that you are Mm. seen so chloe is a very stark and obvious example of that of how someone can become so obsessed with how they've built themselves to look and how they want themselves to look um versus how they actually look but i think all of us go on i, I do i do mm. you post a photo and you're like it's funny but i'm still consciously aware yeah that i chose this photo over that photo because totally. my arm looked better in this photo it, it's still funny but my arm yeah. you know anyway so i just think that like there is you can't even expect the nat- you know the real bodies on instagram to even be real bodies because everything is filtered by this lens of branding does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Well, totally. Totally. It's like it's we're all it's every image we see is still trying to send a particular exactly. message. I guess what's interesting about this particular instance of it is that um, it's not just the deleting; it's the attempt, you know, to get it entirely removed because that sort of speaks to this broader kind of like she dislikes that photo so much and the way that it presents her and her body so much that she wants it gone yeah deleted gone like that speaks tells me that there's this like obviously she has some deep-seated issues Mm. about her body and you would after being picked apart for the past you know 15 years god yeah um but you know it's interesting um same sydney morning herald article spoke about the Streisand effect and how mm. in the 90s Barbara Streisand had – there was a photo uploaded to the internet of her, like a bird's eye view of her house. house. Yeah. And it had been downloaded like six times and mm. like nothing and two of them were from her lawyers. Mm. And then um, she basically sent a cease and desist letter and that, that got press. Yeah. And then it got downloaded like 500,000 times. I'm not yeah. sure that's the exact number, but it was down because no, yeah. of the fact that she tried to get rid she of it. She drew attention to it. And I wonder, you know, is that the same thing with Chloe? Like if she hadn't, I mean, look, it was on Instagram, mm. so I'm sure it still would have gotten press. Yeah. But if she hadn't gone out of her way to get it completely removed, people may not have well, I mean, noticed if, as if much. she had like run with it. And mm. just being, you know, just posted it. And even if there was press, if she was like, yeah, but this, I'm trying to show what I actually look like. If she just run, gone, well, it's a mistake, but if I run with this, people are going to like applaud me for it. Because people yes. would have gone off their rocker being like, Chloe's finally showing, you know, it's all, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors, rah, rah, rah. Like people would have loved her for it. Totally. But unfortunately, I guess that's just not how your mind works when you're so warped by your own perception of yourself versus your family, probably all growing up then in the media. Like we're all very aware of like, what Chloe used to be like or yeah. her, and then watch literally watching that all take over her psyche until she lost all that weight. Um, we've all like, you know, and I think, yeah, it's probably what 35 years, however old she is of this, this sort of thing in the back of her mind that drives most of her decisions. So she just couldn't even like stomach going with it, which right? is so like, awful. Oh, it's thinking about that. It's like, she couldn't stomach the photo being seen by anyone, anyone. else yeah. ever. Like that she got in contact oh with lawyers, right? That is so sad because yeah. it's just a photo of like, obviously we all have photos. We don't like of ourselves. It yeah. always happens. Yeah. But like for her and for her family as well, for Courtney and Kim is that like, 
their bodies, specifically their naked yeah. bodies or their bikinied bodies, whatever, are such a huge part of their brand. It's not yeah. just – they don't just upload photos of themselves where they look nice. It's, like, specifically about the thinness and the shape of their bodies. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, this shows how much she has carefully curated – what her body looks like on Instagram, even though we know it probably doesn't look like that. We don't actually know what it really Really looks looks like. like. Yeah. Same with Kim. Like, cause Mm. there was, there were those photos a few years ago of her on the beach that came out and there, she had way more cellulite and everything. And then on the show, she talked about how they'd been edited. So that was the way that that had been positioned was that the paparazzi had faked the images and that they'd been edited and they were fake. So they've always got a story to tell about, any what particular image. Is. Right. Sometimes unflattering images are just taken. Yeah. Majority of my life, unflattering right. images are just taken. But I don't I, count those as the one that look the ones yeah, that look I'm like, like me. Like I'm that, like, so well, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fake. It's not real. I'm prettier yeah. than that. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like it's not I know, but it's it's interesting with these women because it's I just wonder what it's like being in their head I where know. like But this is you this there is are ugly photos taken of me all the time. All of my tagged photos, as you said, look at people's tagged photos. Fucking problem with this is why, like, one of the, like, hundred reasons that social media, like, actually terrifies me to the point I think it might be the end of society, just to be dramatic. Um, but Probably. it honestly is because it's turned us into, like, being so conscious of who we are, what our brand is. Even if your brand is to not care about oh, social yeah. media, guess what? That's your fucking brand. Yeah. Guess what? You've branded yourself because, like, yeah. it's just, like, no. And I'm we're fully all all complicit in this like i am too i'm not even i'm not discluding myself from this conversation at all i'm actually not yeah but (laughs) it's like i really don't know anyone who hasn't in some way assumed some sort of branding of themselves online and i think it's why like oh you know all of these sort of subcultures of the internet have popped out as well like outrage culture cancel culture all this stuff because the nuance of internet is gone due to the fact mm. that we all have to be because brands are like here's our five key values and here's our color scheme and what we look like and people are now that right and so there's no nuance there's no room for like you know Chloe posting a photo like that is like what the fuck it doesn't like, fit it in doesn't the brand fit. at all and totally. so anyway that's um She's that's not, just my little spiel on yeah, sorry so on weird. social we media but on. I do think it's yeah we should but sorry. it's so in, no it's just interesting with Chloe because she has gone on a whole good American thing yeah. where she's got really inclusive sizing yeah and they all do they all so does kim yeah. with skims they both lean into this idea of like being inclusive and for yet sure they themselves and how they operate within their own bodies is completely opposite to that yeah. they have very confusing standpoints on yeah things. anyway should we move on yep okay so quick word from our sponsor uh this episode of the second estate is brought to you by my left arm uh it deserved Aww. a shout out this it does week. deserve yeah. a shout out because it's single-handedly quite literally put together the filming today so you know, i just thought that it um it deserved a little bit of a i don't know i, it's I moment didn't in the even sun. think about the fact that you had to set up this set this up one arm you really should have just waited for me yeah to i just got bored i just been so bored with this fucking yeah, arm that's fair so enough. i just challenged myself that's good yeah <laughs> okay so um okay, go over the last few months uh there has been a an explosion in the amount of tiktokers turning to music uh, things started with Dixie D'Amelio, I think, and her Probably. her song "Be Happy." Uh, Sometimes I don't wanna if, yeah. be happy. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, uh, but now Lil Huddy, <laughs> Lil Huddy, Jaden Hostler, Nessa Barrett, and of course uh, Addison Rae have all had a try. I think there's others. Addison Rae, uh, I need a bad bleep. Um, anyway, <laughs> but I was I think like, shut up. <laughs> um, I think 
There's more that have done, but those are just the ones I can name. Um, anyway, today we wanted to discuss why we think this is becoming a trend and also the other kind of industries in which TikTokers diversify into uh, and also just look specifically at these TikTokers as, TikTokers as artists and their music. Hannah, who's your favourite TikTok musician? Addison Ray. Me too. I really like Addison. So do I. I think... I have a theory. Keep going, but okay. I have a theory I want to get to. No, her. what I think about inter- is interesting about Addison Ray is that like her brand on TikTok and how she presents herself is so sickly sweet and sincere. You know, she's nice girl Addison, does a little nose scrunchies yeah. in the faces, and yet the music she's released seems not like that at yeah. all. Like it seems it's to like be playful, but sexy. It's almost. playful, like, yeah. sexy, but also the song. If you're not aware, is her basically being like. Um, um, you say you're obsessed with me, I'm obsessed with me too. Yeah. And her talking about herself, yeah. you know. And it feels more kind of like ironic than – Yeah. Because Addison Rae is not ironic. There's not no, one level no. of irony in Addison Rae's content. But that's I, that's why I kind of like that Same. she's – That's the music she's released. Because she could have released a, di- a fucking Dixie D'Amelio, yeah. absolutely no hint they, of – Oh, my God. Irony, just yeah. complete. I think what I like about Obsessed is it's kind of it's got It's got some irony to it. It's a bit more clever. Agreed. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Whereas Dixie D'Amelio is just, I don't think has ever thought anything before. No, I mean That's like. so mean. I'm so sorry, Dixie. Um, I don't mean that. I don't even like. Me thinking Dixie's going to see this. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> to so, Dixie, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> um, um, no, I think Addison, do you, want, do, do you want to hear my – I have a lot to say about Addison, okay, but uh, do you want to hear the about Addison. Addison is the next Britney Spears. Hear me right. out. Right. Okay. No, I, I... Okay. People, <laughs> people kick and scream. I need a bad bleep. Uh, yeah, the bad bleep. But anyway, okay. People kick and scream online now about how we treated Britney, but the exact same thing is happening to Addison. So right. sweet, beautiful girl from Louisiana, check. Warm, bubbly personality, check. Natural affinity for performing. Britney probably obviously a lot more, you know, talented in the singing and dancing aspect, but still both of them performers, check. Making pop, pop, bubblegum type music, check. Very public relationships, check. And I'm like, the list goes on, receives a shit ton of hate over the way that they look. Because you remember when Addison was getting hate for like not being really thin? No. Yeah, there was a time when she was getting hate for like her body. Anyway. In 20 years, there's going to be a fucking Framing Addison Rae documentary <laughs> and we're all going to regret it because we all mm. made fun of her now and she's going to totally. like – That's very she, true. She's going to shave her head like she's going to – People gonna- don't know. I think what's interesting with Addison is people don't like her because I think it has something to do with the sincerity I thing. Because I think the I think thing she's about – just a legitimately nice person. I, yeah, the thing like, about Charlie and Dixie is that they seem to have this level of like we're in on the joke, yeah. whereas – with Addison, it yeah. kind of feels like she isn't. Like I think yeah. she is genuinely just like really likes dancing, really yeah. loves her family. Yeah. Like she's actually probably just a nice, sweet girl from, um, yeah. from Louisiana. Louisiana. I I agree. I think yeah. that I I also watched Addison's performance on um on Jimmy. Which one is it? Fallon. I think she was on Fallon. Fallon Kimmel. Yeah. I don't know. She's a great performer. Whether or not she was singing live, I don't think she was. I, but she's a I don't really care. Yeah. Great, she's yeah. a great performer. I would agree, Britney esque. Mm. Um, I guess you know, even her aesthetic is a little bit yeah. Britney in that song, in the dancing, in the video, in the outfit. It's yeah, bit, I mean, let's get back to like the whole idea Sorry. of tick. No, no, no. I we've both gone on a tangent about yeah. us being pro. Um, I Addison like, Rae. I think she's a smart girl. Totally, yeah. but I think what's interesting about this whole concept of artists 
uh, sorry, TikTokers becoming musicians. Obviously, there was that recent example of the collab between um, what are their names? JX or oh, Jaden? 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 That's how you say Jayden that. Jaden Hossla is his name. Yeah, and whatever and Nessa. Nessa Barrett. Yeah. Um, is that like people seem to have a real problem, particularly with Dixie D'Amelio yeah. and Addison yeah. um, with TikTokers becoming musicians because there's this whole argument that like there are much more deserving musicians out there who will never get this opportunity. And I'm like, but that may be the case. But I do think like good artists who make pro- products people yeah. actually want to listen to and work hard will eventually make it if they're making yeah. good enough stuff. The thing is, is that, like, if Dixie and Addison continue to make stuff that's... Well, actually, I think Addison's really good. But if they make stuff that's not that good, eventually... It's going to fizzle out. It'll fizzle out. Whereas stuff that's really good, musicians who are good and who apparently aren't getting these opportunities, I'm like, the ones who work hard enough and make good stuff will get the opportunities and... Uh, to take another thing from our interview yeah. with David, the cream rises to the top, right. right? Like if Ed Sheeran can look like that and have a career, yes. it's fine for everybody. It's eighty yeah. percent hard work, fucking twenty percent talent, talent, whatever right. it is. Yeah, I think with these girls, and it's very clear to me that Addison Rae is a hard worker. Yeah, because that I well, understand. She's also in a mo- just filmed a movie, like right? she's, a remake yeah. of She's All That. Yeah, Addison Rae, despite the facade she gives off, I I think that she's actually probably quite entrepreneurial. I think so too. And as much as you can think, oh. TikTokers don't have to do anything to get there. I think there's a level of I think hard so work involved for that because they could easily just get there and not do anything. But they've all, yeah. particularly Addison, has got a makeup brand now. She's yeah. going into acting. She's going into singing. Like that requires a level of oh, I've got an opportunity. I'm gonna now capitalize, capitalize, yeah. and work hard to make this happen. So I just think the whole thing about this is taking away opportunities is boring i agree and i think it's stupid i think people just like to like find as we've talked about before people find a random argument and then just repeat it till the cows come home because they I'm don't just have like, can an say original more interesting i know have it's- a more interesting critique of addison ray other than she doesn't deserve this because she's got it so yeah you're watching with the video man like it's your fault like i'm like it's, it's your fault like I, I, yeah and i don't think that she necessarily i agree with you doesn't deserve it I think I think I, I don't think she doesn't I think she deserve deserves it. it. Yeah, no, I'm I saying she, oh, I, I right. agree with you. I don't no, I think, think she that does. she does. I think like there's like you said, the music that some of them are making, and why I just why are they making this like pop punk, simple plan? Because Avril I think it's because their audience. It's because their audience are thirteen year olds, uh, teenagers, not, uh, or young teenagers yeah. who are like all obsessed with how hard their lives I are. Know. It's simple plan. It is fully, and it's bad writing it's right bad writing like i don't what's I the think one the dixie d'amelio one so one day one i was day really sad i was really 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 sad that's bad but i don't understand what i don't understand is okay maybe like she didn't even write that like Wiz no, khalifa wrote that like what she was a did team? he write the full song no problem no, actually no he's yeah. in the credits he probably just wrote the rap yeah but there's people there's pop music writers who oh, are writing these songs of at them. least addison co-wrote obsessed i think also like mean I, like a I, Fighting, fighting for, for Addison. Addison. No, I agree, but I think I, you know, I hear these lyrics like Jade and his songs. I don't know if you've ever heard some of his songs. No, I have he heard that bit where he's like, "I'm depressed. My depression <laughs> makes me crazy." Ah, <laughs> oh. um, no, he has. He loves talking about depression, depression and anxiety. Crazy too, yeah. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> he um has another song that's like cloudy with a chance of anxiety. Like it's no. full bone. It's full bone simple plan. And like I get it. When I was twelve simple years old, actually good I bone. fucking loved Simple Plan when I was twelve. When I was sixteen, I'm just probably a kid not. And life but like, is a nightmare. That is it's 
great song. Sorry. Simple but product, no, but I, like they've all gone down that, which is fine. No longevity in that though. Like that's not going to be a right. pop, a, a radio hit. And it's fine if they pretend that they don't want to be on the radio. All good, all well and good. But the, the fact of the matter is this is going to dry up pretty fucking quickly for them. Like I just don't think that that... I know they're friends with like Machine Gun Kelly and fucking Travis Barker. Right. Like they're all in their videos. I don't mind. Nessa Barrett and Jaden, their name is spelt yeah. wrong. Um, they both are really quite good singers though. Yeah, they're all right. They are good singers. And I look, as Little much Hardy's as- Little song's not too bad. I haven't heard Little Hardy's song. 21st Century Vampire. Oh, that's called. They vibes. are so obsessed with depression. They are. No, I think we've, I think we've millennials, yeah. um, we created- I'm not a millennial. So okay, well, the millennials created that, um, the phenomenon of being obsessed with your own mental health. Yeah, it's um, bizarre. No, we, we're all obsessed with being mentally ill. Everyone has to be the most mentally ill person in the room. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't – look, I think there's also along that line, like we have to give credit where credit is due. Like there's an audience for Jade and there's an audience oh, for Nessa sure. Barrett. And the kids love them. And so I'm mm. I'm on board. I yeah. think if they've got an audience that really wants to listen to them, I'm on board. I'm yeah. not that audience, no, but I'm on board for no, them to exist. I, think, yeah. I just think the whole argument around people being like, I just get annoyed at people saying this is shit because like, yeah, you can think it's shit, whatever. Yeah. But if it's successful, there's a Let reason. Go. I think you know? you're right though in the thing of like the cream rises to the top. I do totally. think those guys will probably fizzle out. I think someone like Addison has more of a chance of making it in the long term, maybe yes. with a broader audience, like more of a sort of general public audience rather than just a TikToky young audience. Yeah. Purely because the girl is switched on. She's made some very valuable mm. connections. She's no dummy. Yeah. The, She's the, also like, positioned herself yeah. interestingly with Obsessed um, and then going into Netflix and being on a movie. Mm. She's positioning herself as a star, she not is. specifically just a pop star. She's not trying yeah. to be a singer. No. Dixie D'Amelio is definitely trying to be a singer. singer. Yeah. Addison Ray is just trying to be a fucking star. Yeah. I don't think she cares how she gets there. I don't think she just so wants either. to be a star. And so and I think the other thing that's important to think about is like you don't have to be a good singer to be a successful pop star. God no. Doesn't matter. Selena Gomez is a perfect Kylie example Minogue. of that. Brit- Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears doesn't sing live. Don't even anymore. Think really anymore. Madonna doesn't sing live anymore. Don't know if she ever did. Did she? Don't know. Probably. I think she probably could sing back in the day. Yeah, yeah. right. But they all it doesn't really matter. No. Like it's all about star power a lot of the it time is. in pop. Obviously, we love a good singer, but it's not the first and foremost thing. And I think we also have to realize I agree. that that that's why I think Selena Gomez should stop trying to sing live. She should just lip sync. Yeah, I know. I don't, I know don't care. Yeah. Anyway. I think because she's not very enigmatic, what the fuck else is she going to do? Would, would you watch her sit there? She's yeah. so confusing. Anyway, um, no, I um I did want to say one other thing. I th- think feel like um TikTok is sort of like the Mickey Mouse Club of gen z right like it's like yeah. all that you know there's a bunch of kids that all come up there were a bunch of kids in mickey mouse club that we've never heard from but there's gonna be like five to ten that will continue on to be long-lasting probably celebrities of our generation right? i hope it's addison i like addison she's she's the britney spears <laughs> she yeah, will because definitely. no offense i don't like dixie really she, I, I don't have i mean different to dixie i don't really care i'm sorry dixie if you ever see this video i don't not like you i just don't i don't I mean, maybe I just don't vibe with... Yeah, I don't really... I mean, I don't like her music, obviously. No. I just don't... I love Charlie D'Amelio. I love Beautiful, Charlie sweet, too. classy Charlie. Yeah. Love that girl. So I, like I feel Charlie. bad paying out Dixie because I don't no, want Charlie don't... to be upset with us. So... Yeah, I'm <laughs> acting as though they're ever going to know who we are. No, they won't. I don't hate you, Dixie. Um, 
I just don't like it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't dislike Dixie. I just she. I don't vibe with her as much as I vibe with no Addison or Charlie. No, I think um, yeah, she's not as innately likable or whatever. I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so. I like Noah Beck. He's so cute. He seems like he has never thought anything before. I said I that about Dixie before, him. but I think they both just don't have any thoughts. Trisha Paytas said something in a video the other yeah. day that left me in tears. She was talking about how people are really like passionate about certain topics and they're yeah. gonna you have to let them be passionate and like go for that she's like yeah. just like i'm passionate about the fact that noah and dixie's relationship isn't real and like just <laughs> kept moving on to a different topic it was completely unrelated and i was dying because i was like she's so funny it's maybe that's not real anyway i don't know he's so cute though yeah he's okay so lovely let's move on all right are you done yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Are you finished? Yeah. Like, um, okay. No, did you want to talk about any of their other ventures? No. Nah. Oh. We have time. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Nothing. We, rec- we covered them. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really. Yeah. I oh, don't do you know. have anything to say? No. Did you see the Kardashian episode with Addison? I did. That poor, they edited it within an inch of its life. None of that shit was said. It was all completely dubbed over. Oh, do you think so? I'm t- I yes. wonder that because you didn't see any of them saying yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was just complete bullshit. For clarity, yeah. um, in the latest episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it, they had a scene where Courtney wasn't there. So Courtney's like best friends with Addison and Addison was sitting at the table with the whole family and they were asking her like, what's her credit score? Has she ever been arrested? Yeah. Sorry, I just burped. All these other Interrogating questions. Interrogating Interrogated. And you don't actually ever see any of them say it. You just see the shot of Addison as reacting. Yeah, but she's not really reacting to how you would be if you were asked one of those questions. Yeah, like it's that's an interesting. It was pretty heavily chopped up. I think. Anyway, I love it though. Also, Addison just seems like she's she didn't give a fuck. No, she was chilling. If I was in that situation, I'd be profusely sweating. Yeah, have wet my pants. If Khloe Kardashian was sitting next to me and Kim was on the other side of the table, I was like, I would wouldn't be able to speak. There's no way I would go to that. No way. I think she's I think it's clear that Addison has absolute star material material. She's nineteen or twenty in that Yeah. And she's able to put herself in situations where she She holds her own. She holds her own. Also the other thing is which I loved about Obsessed when I was mm. doing the research for this, she did like um basically training with the I can't remember his name, the guy who who ended up writing Obsessed with her yeah. and a couple of other people. She did like songwriting training. Yeah. So she's, I know, like she really, she went, he like trained her how to song write. And then she's obviously been in this room and they've written Obsessed together and Obsessed is based on um, some situation where she was with Bryce, I assume with Bryce, and they were in the car and he told her he was obsessed with her and she is like a joke and she was like, me too. Yeah, yeah. So wholesome. Also, I'm pretty sure Charlie XCX is going to be working with her or they are working together in some capacity. I've got shivers. Yeah, so shit's going to get real because Charlie posted being like, I I fucking love Addison and then they've both been like, Kind of duetting each other's videos Have and they? stuff. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Because Charlie realized, Addison, Charlie realized, we posted oh. on our Instagram actually the other day that Charlie XCX has discovered TikTok, which we yeah, love. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah, a we queen love. that's late to the party, <laughs> yeah. fashionably late. She is, but she's Unlock It's her song. Yeah, it's dancing. I love that Unlock It's it, randomly it. getting unlock really it. popular now. Anyway, Go Charlie. All right, we're moving on. We love Charlie XCX. Um, okay, we're doing a top three for our wrap up segment today. Uh, do you want to go first? Yes. Top three favorite fast food restaurants. Oh, KFC, McDonald's. Can I pick an American one? Yeah. Any. Um, Chick-fil-A. And we're moving on. No, I'm kidding. 
I love it, sorry. Um, no, I've never had it. No, I saw the most amazing, funniest TikTok that was like this gay girl being like me ordering at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll have a um a burger that's for me and my home my heterosexual friends. <laughs> or being like in a straight chips. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, it's really um it's a, it's a tough one to grapple with, but for those who don't God. know, there's like associations between Chick Fil A and like conversion. It's something camps I don't know. Or... They're closed on Sundays. Oh, that's because <laughs> it's like a really just. But they're also apparently an amazing company to work for, and also but they, they hate address, gays. I don't know, but they can ad- you be gay and work there? Probably, I don't know. It depends which branch you're at because they're owned like in a different way to most. Like it's not franchised in the same way. Okay. Anyway. They address you as Miss or Mister or oh whatever. So like they're like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm Sarah." And they're like, "Okay, Miss Sarah. Like, just <laughs> what would you like today?" And they like, it's whereas McDonald's, like Holly and I, who I went to America with uh, in 2019, had this joke because McDonald's would literally be like, "Uh huh." Like, <laughs> as you would order, and Chick-fil-A would be like, "How are you?" Like, anyway, okay. Um, uh. Top three, either artists or songs. Someone could put on in the car while you're driving with them that would instantly make you lose respect for them? Dean Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> Artists or songs? Yeah. So if there's a specific song that you're like, that's gross. Yeah, definitely Dean Lewis. Who's the other one? Lewis Capaldi. Mm. Um, are you okay? Yeah. The arm's hurting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh. The 1975? Really? Random. No, I don't actually I don't hate them that much. What do they play? See, I don't even Um, know. I just brought them up because I assume they're bad. No, that's a bad No, I think they're actually like not that bad. Oh, really? I give them a hard rap, but I actually think that they've written apparently quite good albums. I'm sorry to the 975. It's not you. I actually haven't listened to any of your music, so I'm going to take that back and say Halsey. Cool. Good good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I haven't listened to the 975. Are they good? Charlie I just know then. Song with the lead singer. Oh, okay. I just know that their Still band is called the 1975. Yeah, it's and a assume, shit name. I assume they're lame, but if they're good, I'll give them a listen. Yeah, apparently, like, what do they even sing? I don't know, but they're but Pitchfork gave them like a really glowing review on the huh. last album, so it okay. made me. I'll give them a try. Lewis Capaldi, who I'm sure is fine. Dean Lewis, I'm sure is also fine. But you don't need to defend your positions okay. on them. Don't worry. No one cares about them. Top three meals you'd eat if it was your last day on earth. I have a really similar question for you. Anyway, Whoa. Yeah. Um. I'd eat like some sort of like pasta, like maybe like a seafood pasta kind of thing, yeah. like some like a red With, sauce situation. What are they called? Marinara kind no, of. No, what are thing. the the mussels called? But they're like sap- pippies. Pippies. Yeah, like a vongole. I don't know. That's not red sauce. But anyway, yeah. um, probably like some fried kind of chicken situation yeah something yeah KFC something in along those lines and then like I don't know I feel really bad not including like a Tunisian dish <laughs> but like I mean, it's I'm your probably, last day on earth and yeah. you should just do whatever you want um probably some sort of big like ice cream sunday situation okay. yeah banana split <laughs> yeah no not a banana oh. split yuck maybe I'm like cold like a ben rock. and jerry like a really situation. fucked up cold rock yeah that kind yeah. of thing like full engorged disgusting yes. amount that's that maybe what it's your last day on earth but what you die from is is that the, the yeah. meal the last supper yeah exactly okay mm. um this so this is my similar question top 3 go to dinner meals that you like to cook Oh, uh, I love making burrito bowls. 
Oh yeah, I don't remember seeing you do that. Really, yeah. it's one of my. It's when I can be bothered. I make like yeah. a bean mix um, with like tofu, avocado, sweet mm. potato, and a salsa. It's my. I'm changing my answer. I would eat a steak. What the fuck am I talking oh, about? True. I would have a ribeye steak. You would with mashed potatoes and mushroom sauce. Okay. Sorry, go back. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Burrito bowl. Um, I also love making. I've been really into making poke bowls recently. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, I found a delicious tofu recipe for that. And then what else do I make? Probably like um, homemade pizzas. We yeah, I like that. doing that. Yeah. Um, okay. Top three. I can't remember if I've asked you this question before, but top three worst women's footwear styles. Hmm. I think I've asked you men's, but I don't think yeah. I've asked you women's. Ballet flats. Maybe I have done this, but whatever. Let's do it again. Ballet um, flats. Those yeah. shoes that I don't know what they're called. They're sort of like a, a lowish heel. Um, like there's a decent size on them and they're like patent leather and sometimes they're like and they're like got a round toe and they remind me of like a rockabilly like a rockabilly girl would might wear them or like a rinky dink I don't know like a roller skate roller skating 50s 1950s sort of patent leather like that no they have a heel like that like that oh like that yes like that it's like a library library (laughs) teacher school librarian might wear it so these are yeah, they're like, like rockabilly, rockabilly swing yeah. dance, kitten heel shoes. Yeah. Often mm-hmm. will have a bow or a buckle over the top yes. of the foot. Hate. And a low a low heel. I don't hate this style only because it reminds me of what I used to like when I was like in year eight. Yeah, like I personally horrible. wouldn't buy this shoe now. Flappy heels, if you want to look this up, I'm sure you don't. Yeah. Um, um, but and then the third one. Oh, I like these. It means um, I was shopping in the middle of the episode. <laughs> the third one would be like, I guess... I don't know, any sort of like maybe like an Adidas superstar kind of thing. What do they look like? They're just like kind of lame white sneakers. Oh, they're not that bad though. To they're me not, they like, are. You think they're one of the top three worst women's I shoes? I just like would look at someone and immediately categorize them I think a lot of the people who listen them. to us would probably own Adidas superstar shoes. Well, hopefully this inspires them to not wear them again. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't personally buy them, but I don't think they're like that. They're heinous. just like they're very no, they basic. Are very, they were ve- they were very in like a few years ago. Yeah, they're like basic, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, what, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to lie? Fine. No, if you're basic, you're, you're basic. Um, um. Okay. Top three celebrities you'd have to take bereavement leave for if they died. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um. I'm judging. Oh, I was going to say I'm judging myself for this answer, but. No, Taylor Swift, um, Elton John. Random, really? I love Elton John. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I love that man. Um, like, I really don't want him to die. No, so I, don't, I don't really <laughs> want anyone to die. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I don't want Elton John to die okay. because yeah, he's like true. a little old man. Yeah, that's okay. I love him so much. And um, my dad. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. He's not a celebrity. Okay, obviously I'm going to need bereavement leave if my dad dies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, probably like, I don't know. Why am I so, I'm so bad at top three. We should stop doing top three. Uh, always people, people like top three. I know, but I can never answer They probably mine. like that you can't, they probably find that. That's probably part of the charm. Maybe. Probably like Ed Sheeran. Yeah, okay. I'd I mean, probably, I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. No, if he died, I'd be pretty fucking upset. Like, I do, It'd be hard because oh, it'd be at my hand. Lord. At <laughs> your hand. Joke, did you? That would be um, hard. I'd also never have to. I could never speak to you again. Yeah. No, Lord, 
I would care. I would get bereavement leave only because I'd be so upset. I'm never going to listen to another album because I'm going to release a fucking album. Yeah, fair call. So yeah, yeah, one of those people. Yeah, nice. Yeah, cool. That's it. Rest in peace, Prince Philip. That wasn't a joke. I know Um, it wasn't a joke. Okay, we're done. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.